Oh, God, there's the mullet. It looks even worse when he's got that visor on. Because uh, it, you see, it you pushes the it? bangs up. I turn the channel, but oh it pushes the bangs up. It's like a flap over. I can't. So then, like, the front of it turns into this weird hedgehog situation. It's like and a bowl then... cut. <laughs> I can't. It's like a bowl cut mullet visor. I don't know what that is. Like, if I'm listening to one of his interviews, I'm like, okay, credible. I look at him, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? I can't stop watching the Nick Saban tantrum. I don't know if I've already mentioned that to you. I've, like, seen the tantrum, but I don't know what play it's in reference to because I didn't keep up with it at all. He's furious so after Auburn is given a second to score on a field goal. Did you see, I sent it to you on Twitter, those Auburn ladies crawling oh. through the bushes <laughs> to get down on the field? Why is it every time that I see that, I'm like, <laughs> that's some normal behavior. You got to get in there. That even like a bush. That was a tree. Like, it was, it was as tall as they were. It was like a hedge from The Shining. I mean, it was large. They were definitely in, like, up to their shoulders. Can you imagine, like, I mean, maybe they had long sleeves on, but, like, can you what imagine if there was the something scratches? Yeah. No, I don't think I could do that. I guess it was worth it. You are now listening to Babes in Ballland. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Babes in Ballland, the Bedlam Bestie edition. We just got finished watching our Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. And before that gets wild, we've got some other topics we want to get into. Yeah, um, it's episode 15. And whenever Carmelo Anthony played for the Denver Butt Nuggets, he was number 15. So we're going to start off with him. There was an article that came out, and he just said this ain't a damn farewell tour. And he was kind of blasting the idea of retirement. Um, And he went on to say, I believe in what I have left. He did have a slow start whenever um, his first two games with Portland. But then um, the last two games, I mean, he had 25 points against the Bulls and... I think like 18 or 19 points Wednesday night against the Thunder. So the last two games have been good. And he's not ready to retire. Carmelo Anthony is a joy. Did you see Lala in the stands FaceTiming? I thought that was cute. Yes. So that he could talk to his son or tell him goodnight or something precious. Yeah. It was really nice. It was cute. I just really like all of that for him because I like when um, players were tweeting, you know, give Anthony his season. I felt that I'm like, there's yeah. no reason why um, he can't. Can he play? Yes, he can, obviously. And he's doing very well. Yeah. 
And it was kind of hard for me to watch because at the end of that Wednesday game, Thunder at Portland, the whole crowd was chanting for him. And that's kind of what I envisioned whenever he was with the Thunder. So that was kind of hard to watch. But I'm glad it, I mean, it seems to be working out so far. I know it's only been a couple games, but. I think about that sometimes too. I sometimes wonder, like, I know that everybody got along as far as um, off the court. Like, I know that Russell Westbrook and Carmelo and Paul George all, you know, got along together. It just Mm -hmm. didn't translate to the court. No, it just didn't work. I don't know where the disconnect was there. He got a lot of uh, harsh criticism from Thunder fans, but I don't even think it was entirely all his fault. There was just, there was a disconnect there. I can't quite put my finger on it. So I'm really glad that he, um, and I've read too that he really is feeling accepted, feeling at home, and I feel like he deserves that. Yeah. Yes. So I'm happy that, the last two games, he's done a little bit better. I was worried after the first two because he had the slow start, but we'll see. And then let's talk about LeBron James because he reached 33,000 career points, which puts him fourth on the all-time list. But everybody out here wants to argue about who's the GOAT, LeBron James or Michael Jordan. Well, the answer is both. Yeah. Can't we do both? both? I can't remember where Michael Jordan was on the list. Um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is one. Carl Malone is two. Kobe Bryant, three. And then LeBron James is four. So we'll see kind of where he ends up all time. I can't remember the amount of points in between him and Kobe Bryant. Um, but I did remember that Carmelo Anthony's number 18. For everybody that wants to hate on him. Yeah. We can remember that for episode 18. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we will start off episode 18 still talking about Carmelo Anthony. Maybe we can come up with a stat for Carmelo for every episode. That would be like a little Carmelo Anthony homework. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do, I it. do it. I can do I, this for you. Okay. I, I know you will. <laughs> Um, I do have a quick Dion Waiters update. He um, had the edible panic attack. He did end up getting suspended for 10 games. He is practicing with the team, and he said he was sorry. (laughs) It was a mishap, okay? He said he was sorry for his behavior. And, I mean, are they going to let him play? I don't know. They weren't letting him play before, and so. (laughs) That's true. may (laughs) not matter much. In case you were worried about Dion, he's sorry, and he's practicing. Well, and if you were worried about that black cat at MetLife, so I don't know what happened to the cat, but cat teams, since that black cat appeared, are 0-12. The Lions are 0-4. The Panthers are 0-3. The Bengals are 0-3, and and then the Jaguars are 0-2. So I feel like that little black cat put some voodoo on them. This is not a rally cat situation. No. No. Like, something happened, the balances are off, and the cat teams, man, 0-12. 
I live for weird stuff like that. Same. Uh, whenever, I mean, I didn't even think about it until somebody, like, put it out there for me to see, but I don't think it's a coincidence. No, it's not. I've got some weird stuff um, like that, too, for the Chiefies. It's just one of those, like, weird nuggets of information, so I'll have to get into that. I love that stuff, though. Thanksgiving games were terrible. Um, The selection was trash. I'm embarrassed that I didn't watch, like, a stitch of football on Thanksgiving, but... It was, was, like, background noise, but I didn't, like, watch. No, I was not interested. Screaming could be heard inside the Cowboys locker room after their loss to Buffalo. Screamer. (laughs) The Dallas Cowboys. I just also saw... Like, Jerry Jones sitting in his box, like, throwing his hands in the air. (laughs) I don't know. It was just, like, happy Thanksgiving, you know, Cowboys lose. It was great. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Chiefies. Chiefies. We are at week 13 in NFL. The Chiefs play the Raiders tomorrow. And... It's the first time since week four that there are no defensive injuries for the Chiefs. Hooray! (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's been a hard time out here. Um, Damian Williams is out for the rivalry game. Um, He has sore ribs. He went out in the Mexico game, the Mexico City game. It is a divisional showdown game for the AFC West. Um, I'm glad it's at Arrowhead. Um, I'm nervous. Hopefully, I know that the Raiders performed so poorly against the Jets, so they're being kind of um, overlooked, but I feel like it's in those situations where you get yourself into trouble. Um, I also have, I mentioned earlier, a weird statistic about the Chiefs. I read that, or it's not about the Chiefs, it's actually about the Raiders. The Raiders have lost nine straight games played in temperatures below 50 degrees. Oh, (laughs) the coach, um, Gruden was quoted saying, I'm not a genius. I'm not Thomas Edison. We're just trying to show pictures of people that are cold that deal with cold. I don't know. We're not going to overanalyze it. (laughs) And I I don't know what that means. (laughs) I feel like that somebody put together a weird factoid and then he got a little flustered about it. And then there, you're showing them pictures of people are, that are cold. Cause I mean, I hate to make another shining reference, but I just picture everybody having to like watch Jack Nicholson freezing to death in the shining or something to like get prepared. I'm trying to remember just speaking of weather. Like I know there was one player who went on vacation. Was it Odell? It was Odell Beckham. <laughs> he went on vacation, and then everybody kept making jokes about him dropping balls because of the sunscreen. Yes, he went to, <clears throat> excuse me, he went to Florida. Okay. And then came back to New York, and it was freezing. <laughs> okay, I remember. And okay. he played terribly. <laughs> the weather, man. It's so weird, but hopefully the Chiefs win. 
because they play the Patriots the following Sunday. I saw that. I need and things to go well. At the Patriots, it's not in Kansas City, right? No. Okay. Well, well, <laughs> um, speaking of injuries, don't quote me like 200% on this, but I'm pretty sure I got an update that said the Patriots have a list of 17 that could be inactive for tomorrow. Oh, my God. So maybe they're down and out. I walked into my living room today and game day was on and I heard Tom Brady's voice because they were calling him to talk about the Michigan game. And I was triggered. <laughs> and he was like, Did your reliving... head like snap around? Yes. And I was, he was like reliving some glory days when Michigan beat Ohio State. And I was like, shut it down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Tom I know Brady. That, I know. You know, I didn't really ever put together that this is his 20th season with the Patriots. 20. So, 20. I mean, by the time, like, I started remembering stuff as far as sports is related, he's been there the whole time. Yeah. Literally I mean, my whole life, he's been a big turd. whole sports-watching life, he's affected yeah. it. Yeah. Packers game was hurtful, first Gross. and foremost. Um, I, like, pumped myself up all day long because it was the Sunday night game. And the Packers started off the game with Devontae Adams getting a penalty on the opening drive. And that made it first and 10 from the Green Bay 25 for the Packers. And they fumbled. And Nick Bosa recovered it. Mm-hmm. And then they had a first and goal. And, yeah, they went up early. Um, literally, we handed them the ball on the two-yard line. Like, they scored, and they only went two yards. So that was pretty crappy to start the game off. Yeah, I mean, literally, Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times and hit ten times. Brian Balaga came out of the game in the first with a knee injury, and he's on the offensive line. And so I know, like, we had players out, but there's absolutely no reason your quarterback should be hitting, be getting hit that many times. We kind of had a chance to score later in the game, too. Richard Sherman had back-to-back penalties, and they did score and get the two-point conversion, but right after that, they let the 49ers come out and score, like, immediately after. And they went 75 yards in under a minute to score. So the, overall, the game just was not good. For the Packers, um, Aaron Rodgers ended 20 for 33 with 104 yards and one touchdown pass, and that was to Devontae Adams. Um, Jamal Williams only rushed for 45 yards. Aaron Jones rushed for 38. Ooh. And Devontae Adams, had, he had 43 yards on seven receptions. So, yeah, if, the, if that's the stat line, you're going to bring to Sunday night football against the 49ers, you're going to lose. They do play the Giants tomorrow. Hopefully they can score early and it won't be an issue. But that Sunday night game, it was ugly. It was very hurtful. Like it was 
hard to watch. Yeah. It wasn't even a game. No, the final was 37 to 8. <laughs> 37 to 8. And I don't know. It's just the whole thing. Um, Nick Bosa sacked Aaron Rodgers um, right before half. And it was just like the whole thing. Um, we literally handed them the football on the two-yard line at the beginning of the game. So I don't know why I thought it was maybe going to go a little differently, but it really just went downhill from there. I remember thinking they have to at least get on the board. And then I was like, this is not good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was 23 to zero at halftime. <laughs> yeah. So things were already pretty ugly. And, and I just don't know why we can't get an offensive line. This has been a real, hmm, what's the word I want to use? A real, I mean, problem, for lack of a better word, for mm -hmm. three seasons. The last time I was super complaining about it was the year he broke his collarbone. Yes. So. Because nobody was taking care of Aaron. No. They're not looking out for him. No. And then with Belaga out, I don't know. I haven't heard if he's going to be active for tomorrow's game or not. Um, so I don't know there, but they've got to get something sorted out. If what we time lose is it? To the Giants, oh, it's gosh. on. Um, <laughs> the game's at 12, so it's a morning game. Afternoon game? Probably afternoon game. Afternoon. Yeah, um, the. Chiefs play at 325. Who's the Sunday night game? Oh, I don't know. Same. You know I didn't look. Same. We do this every week. Unless it's one of our games. We're like, we don't know who's playing because it's not important. Hey, the last time we said that, though, it kind of worked out in our favor. It really did because... Tom Brady. The Patriots versus the Texans on NBC and the Vikings versus the Seahawks on ESPN. No, 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 that's Monday Night Football. Just kidding. So, Patriots, Texans, that's America's team. Or is that the <laughs> Cowboys? Ugh, I think it's the Cowboys. Oh, gross. I thought it was the Patriots. Yeah. They're both gross. So much grossness. It, okay, okay. Real question. If you had to pick... Oh, no. The Patriots <laughs> or the Cowboys, which team are you taking? I defer. No, <laughs> you have to answer. This is a real-life question. Um, can I think about it? Oh, I would pick the Cowboys 200%. Really? Like, just, yeah. that's it? I mean, because I, I kind of think that I would, Jerry too. Jones. Oh, my God. Before <laughs> I would ever pick the Patriots for anything. You'd be in between Troy Aikman and Jerry Jones. <laughs> just a little sandwich. And then you might as well bring, what's his name? You might as well bring Tony Romo. He can sit in our box, too. What about And Des? Jessica Simpson. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. Bring Des. I Just, would hang out with them probably every day of my life. 
There was before like, I would pick the Patriots. There was like a time in my childhood where um I thought it was really cute to like the Cowboys because of Deion Sanders. Because mm-hmm. my because my maiden name was Sanders, and so I'm gonna go ahead and say final answer. Cowboys would be Amanda's America's team. <laughs> okay, thank <laughs> you for participating. <laughs> That's a terrible question. <laughs> it's really hurtful. Yeah, it is I don't pretty like bad. That. <laughs> no. Speaking of terrible, hurtful things. Kyrie Irving is out here trying to tell me that sports are not real life. You know what? <laughs> this, this is just me being a turd. But you know how he capitalized weird stuff in his post? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he said that sports was one big show and it mm-hmm. meant very little in the real world. Mm-hmm. But whenever he was talking about sports and entertainment, he capitalized the S on sports. So he made it <laughs> so a, proper a proper noun. noun. And it's I'm like, obviously it's important. <laughs> he thinks it's important. He capitalized it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't do that. <laughs> he did that. That is seriously hilarious. <laughs> and I'm sure, like, I'm probably reading into it too much. No, but I love he it. did that. Okay. I, no, I knew exactly where you were going when you said he capitalized <laughs> it because now it's important. Because it's, it's a proper, it's a proper now. It important, yeah. Or him and Kevin. You know dude. what I thought about the other day? Remember mm. whenever he was on this kick that the world was flat? Wasn't that him? Yes, I think. Oh my gosh, the world was flat. So at the time, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever," because I thought he was kind of okay. But now, like in reflection, I should have known. Kyrie Irving on flat Earth comments. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not against anyone that thinks the Earth is round, and I'm not against anyone. I'm not against anyone that thinks it's flat. Okay, Kyrie. He apologized, though. He said he was sorry. I just feel like they're pretty real life when he gets paid. (laughs) When when you get a paycheck, (laughs) sir, it's pretty real then. I guess I get what he's saying. I guess I understand it, but at the same time, it's not necessarily a good look when no. that's how you make your living. If that's a thought that he had and it was not a response to him being booed at TV Garden, then maybe you could take him seriously on that. Like if that's a real thought that he has. But it's like right after he got booed. Now, I will say the booing, fine, whatever. That happens all the time, especially like. Hi, you're dealing with people from Boston. Um, But the coward sign, that was probably a little too far. For the listener, Kyrie Irving, who plays for the Brooklyn Nets now and used to play for the Celtics and told the Celtics he was going to re-sign with them. But then some personal stuff happened and supposedly the Celtics, there's not any bad blood. (laughs) That was the... (laughs) discredited this week when Kyrie had to go to Boston. 
and he got yeah, moved. And, and then he pinned and, a manifesto. Yeah. I <laughs> I can't. He is going to get an award later, so I'll go into it more then. But <laughs> I just feel like you got booed. It hurt your feelings. And then he was like, well, it's not real. And I'm like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try that the next time that, like, I'm in a situation where maybe I'm receiving some criticism, <laughs> yes. even if it's unfounded, like even if I don't deserve the criticism or maybe even if it's constructive where I do deserve it, I'm just going to be like, this isn't real. It's not yeah. important. <laughs> and I'm going to walk away. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm going to try that at work tomorrow and see how it goes. Oh, you should definitely take that to the workplace <laughs> because I feel like that it could be a really good uh, coping mechanism <laughs> if you just tell yourself that it's not really happening. Give them the Kyrie. Um, brief Yankees update. I only have one little tidbit of trade stuff. Um, on Monday, the Yankees traded Nestor Cortez Jr. to Seattle for international bonus pool money. He did play... I don't want to say significant. It wasn't like he was great, but he did eat up a lot of innings for the Yankees this year. Um, and he was fun to watch. So hopefully he goes to Seattle and he can have a good year. But, yeah, that's the only bit of Yankee stuff I have. The bird so. herds are quiet. St. Louis Cardinals, quiet on the home front. No trade bird news. Turds. I am ready to jump into basketball unless you have anything else. Yeah, Thunder. I was only able to watch like one game. The West I watched Coast uh, Um I watched some of the Portland I game. Know what game you watched. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched some of the Portland game. Y'all is out. Um, Diallo is out four to six weeks for hyperextension sprain on the right elbow. Did he play in the Warriors game? Like, did he go out in the Warriors game? I feel like I got that update maybe before the game. I can't remember. I know he, I can't remember if he played. I just, I can't remember. And that's it. (laughs) (laughs) It was either before or after the Golden State game. I feel like that's a good timeline, but four to six weeks is four to six weeks. Yeah. Um, the Thunder beat the Warriors 197 on their first road win, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, we will take it. We are taking it. Chris Paul hit a 19-footer with 36 seconds left. You're going to love this. I quoted this just for you. He said that that was his version of a layup. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, Chris. <laughs> I, I mean, it was a beautiful pullback, but I knew that you, you know would what? really appreciate that. Do you know what sucks? I had just decided that I needed to back off him and, like, chill my beans, and then you say that to me. <laughs> And I decided earlier in the week that I was going to let it go. Well, I'm going to play with your emotions with Chris Paul for a little bit because I love – it's not even – at this point, I'm, like, so disconnected from Chris Paul as a Thunder player. Now it's more just to torture you. (laughs) 
<laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, the Thunder played the Trail Blazers on Wednesday. It was a tough game. We lost 136 to 119. Uh, we never really got up on them either. Um, and on Friday, we won versus the New Orleans Pelicans, 109 to 104. And in the New Orleans Pelicans game, Dennis Schroeder scored 12 of 25 points in the fourth. He had seven assists. Steven Adams had 14 points and 12 rebounds. And Gallinari had 17 points. And we have to play the New Orleans Pelicans again on Monday. I've decided I really like Gallo. Yeah. This just in. He always seems, um, first of all, I don't mean this in an offensive way at all. It's part of what I like. But he seems slightly disinterested in whatever he's doing. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I really like him, I've decided. He's fun to watch. Um, He had a... That in between the legs assist to Steven Adams. Was that in the Pelicans game? Yes. And then just acted like it was no big deal. Yeah. Disinterested. He just didn't. He was like, oh, yeah. Mm. And I don't know. I've decided I like him. Oh, absolutely. I feel the same way. So I'm going to keep playing with your emotions about Chris Paul. Um, I'm going to cut back to Wednesday's loss versus the Trailblazers. And we already talked about Carmelo playing for the Trailblazers and how well he is doing. And Chris Paul was quoted about Carmelo. Melo's tough, especially on that mid post where he's built his career. He's one of the best right there. And so I love defending him. That's my brother. We went to dinner last night and I always want to see him do well, except against us. That's fair. Um, I know. I did see in that game, though, whenever Chris Paul was guarding Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo was leaning a little too much, (laughs) and Chris Paul let him fall. (laughs) And, I mean, that's what you get for leaning in. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers hug. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, Chris Paul just stepped back a little bit and it was enough since Carmelo was leaning that he stumbled through the lane and they were kind of (laughs) like laughing back and forth about it but I love that yeah who knows by the end of the season you might love Chris Paul I mean I was starting to come around I think the only game I really got to watch this week was the Portland game there were some (laughs) questionable calls um, before halftime but I mean at that point they were down so far anyways um, even after they kind of went on a little run I think it was like 60 something to 50 so they they kind of buried themselves early in that game I don't know I I'm still enjoying watching the Thunder I mean I know that our record isn't the greatest like I said we just got our first road win <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, it's ideal for me that it was at Chase Center. I know you say that the the rivalry is over, but it's not for me. I mean, and maybe it should be just because everybody is still sitting for the Warriors. I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see when, like, spring comes. But supposedly Draymond isn't going to be sitting much longer. Draymond is the only one that still annoys me over there. But even then, like, he's just annoying Draymond. It's not like when Kevin was there. 
I know, and then I find myself feeling bad for him because I feel like he got played by Kevin. I mean, he did get played by Kevin. Big time. But he was a turd before, so. True story. I mean, we're not going to just forget the Steven Adams groin kick. Oh, never. I mean, and he did get that under control, like, but he was like a serial groin kicker for a while. <laughs> yeah, he was. And it was... It was difficult to deal with. Like, he would step on the court, and I was triggered. He should put that in his Twitter bio. (laughs) Serial groin kicker? (laughs) Yeah. He was. (laughs) What did we read on a Snapchat this week? If triggered, just delete? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess I just need to delete Draymond then. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, it's like I can't I can't follow Kevin Durant. Oh, I have no. I have him blocked just because like if I see anything, I'm a crazy person. I am also like one of those like obsessive compulsive like it's like I don't follow Donald Trump on Twitter, but like <laughs> if I mosey over there and start reading the tweets, yeah. Like I'm all in on the Then crazy. you're in there. Yeah. yeah, and I can't stop. It's like a train wreck, and I literally cannot stop. And it's the same way with Kevin. And because Kevin is interactive on Twitter, then I got to get into the comments and look at that behavior. And then three hours later, and I'm just mad at what Kyrie says is not real. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean... Kyrie snuck in there because he posted it on his Instagram story. So that's how I saw that. I think I have him blocked on Twitter, but it's hard to tell. Um, I tried to ignore him. You did block Kevin on Instagram. Yeah. It it comes up in my memories every year (laughs) that you blocked him. (laughs) You got to make it official. Yeah. The breakup, man, it's real. (laughs) You gotta let him know. <laughs> Somebody on Twitter that I follow, the Baders Redemption season, mm-hmm. um, he posted, "What jerseys did you regret buying?" And somebody put a Dion Waiters jersey from 2017, and I was like, "Oh, let me oh. think." Uh, James Harden, <laughs> yeah. Sergi Baca, Kevin Durant, like yeah, so many negative feelings associated with that behavior. Yeah, that's hurtful that that they would bring that up. (laughs) Speaking of hurtful, are you ready? We might as well. I'm not as, like, upset as what one would think. How do I word this? I think OSU went out and played probably to the best of their ability. So that's all you can really ask for. Like, I don't think OSU played awful. They just, they didn't play great either. I think that's pretty fair. It was rivalry weekend for college football. We'll start small. Um, Ohio State was the 11 o'clock game, Ohio State-Michigan. That is a crazy rivalry game, and it has a lot of history. They have, like, an HBO special about the rivalry and, like, the violence and the fighting. And if you have a little free time, it's definitely worth checking out. There's a lot of history there. It's not much of a rivalry these days, Michigan, sorry, Tom Brady's been having a hard time. They 
lost today, Ohio State. It was 56-27. Auburn beat Alabama. Yes, God. (laughs) Thank you for your blessings. I didn't get to watch the game, so I don't – we were talking about this earlier. I don't know why it was super crazy, and I don't know a lot about why Nick Saban was so mad. I know it had to do with, like, a one-second field goal, but – Nick Saban was throwing a temper tantrum. You know, I saw him saying with the Alabama loss, the potential for a bowl matchup with the loser of Baylor OU is kind of likely. So we'll see how that goes. And then did you – what is his name? The Michigan coach, the booger eater. Harbaugh. Okay. Did you see his post game? The booger eater. I knew when I was watching his post game interview and he was like, <laughs> I'll answer your questions, not your insults. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that somehow we were going to talk about boogers. That's my insult for him. He's <laughs> a booger eater confirmed here. I saw the video myself. I don't even remember how many seasons ago it was, but sometimes you just never forget. No. He was Um, chewing his glasses, (laughs) digging for gold. I mean, he did answer the guy's questions, but he wasn't happy. And he got asked, how did they word it? It was kind of backhanded. Like, it was a little shady. Yeah, he was pretty much asking him to describe, like, the difference and quality of the programs. (laughs) I know. I can't remember how he worded it, but that's, like, what we're getting down to. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it was, sh- it was shady. He handled it pretty well because it was backhanded. And then I liked when that reporter was like, no, I was just asking, like, about the quality of the teams. And I'm like, no, you're not getting it. No, you you're don't not understand. getting why he's upset, okay? <laughs> You're basically wanting him to say that Ohio State is better quality, and (laughs) that's a really poor setup. Yes. I mean, there's a lot of people out here who would agree with said reporter that the Ohio State University is of better quality, but that's not for me to decide. That's not my rivalry. Texas beat the brakes off of Texas Tech, 49-24. to That's ideal for me. That just leaves the 7 o'clock game. The 7 o'clock game. Um, I did see a tweet, and this was after OU came out and they scored, and then OSU came right back and they scored, and I saw some tweets kind of giggling about how we had been talking about both teams were better defensively this year than they had been in a while. And then (laughs) they scored so quickly. was down the field and back down the field, just like that. Another thing I picked up on, OU's defensive coordinator, his name's Mr. Grinch. Yeah, Alex Grinch. I can't with that. Or I don't know. To Christmas Bowl season all the way. Mr. Grinch, (laughs) I don't know why I didn't pick up on that earlier, but that stuck out to me. Mr. Grinch has done a really good job because if you thought that I was going to sit here 
and say that Oklahoma has had four straight games where a defender has made the game-winning play, I would have said you were a liar. Yeah, that's true. We might as well talk about the interception call that was overturned. (laughs) We already talked about it, but we can talk about it again. I said what I said. I think it was 100% going to be reversed when I saw it. But that is not what everybody on Twitter was saying. So, honestly, like, I didn't even think it was going to be reviewed. I thought, like, they'd just kind of look at it and then they'd know. I didn't even think it would be a big deal. Um, But literally everybody on Twitter had a different opinion than me. And they were being kind of wild. In Jesse's defense, I'm going to... I'm going to pull this out of the depths of my heart for my friend. In Jesse's defense, there was the angle where his they were showing it from the angle where I was like that meme where that person squinting with their glasses on where you can't really quite tell if his ankle, it's just like the foot placement But then when I've gone back, I tweeted a slowed down version of it. I mean, it was green all day. Lincoln Riley was like, you know, I thought we had green all day, but obviously they saw something different. But it all worked out. Parnell Motley had one interception. I mean, he had two interceptions, but he had one interception. Two forced fumbles and a fumble recovery. So he had a day. And actually that interception being overturned kind of, I mean, it could have been a much bigger deal than what it turned into Um, on that drive. You know, OSU did get down to the goal line before half um, and they actually got to replay third down because of an offside call. And in that moment, whenever we got to play it over again, I was like, okay, this is it. We're going to get this touchdown before half. I mean, honestly, OSU needed a touchdown before half, and they didn't get that. So they did get the field goal as time ran out in the first half, um, which is better than nothing. But as soon as we didn't get that, I got a little nervous um, because we very much needed a boost going into half. I can't say that – I mean, it was an ideal way, obviously, for me for us to head to halftime. But I did feel kind of bad when – Chubba Hubba, Chuba Hubbard got knocked back so far. Like, I had, like, a little empathy pain because I really do like him. I think he's really special. He flat out just got stuffed. It was rough. Yeah. I mean, he did end up with over 100 yards. I know nobody's super shocked there. And I read an article where Gundy was talking about Chuba, and he kind of said, if Chuba's not mentioned in the Heisman stuff, then we just need to change the wording of it that the Heisman is for a quarterback. A quarterback, absolutely. Yeah. And I do agree with him. Same. Like, if Chuba's not even in the conversation, then yes, it just needs to be quarterback only. Because, I mean, his year has been outrageous. Yeah, and I feel I feel the same way about that, too, because there are a lot of different teams or a lot of different players on a lot of different teams who, and I know we've talked about this in episodes in the past, like I feel like that Chuba's not getting the recognition 
he's not getting all the attention he deserves because mm-hmm. he's not a quarterback, you know, or because of ranking or this, that, or the other. And I do agree with Gundy there. Like, if you're going to make it, if a quarterback is going to win no matter what every year, then it needs to be a quarterback award. And I totally right. agree with that. Right. I accept that. It's hard for me to accept anything from that hair. The second half of the game, I don't think was very eventful at all. I didn't, I don't even have like any solid notes. Yeah. I mean, there was one point where OU was on a third down and OSU got a big sack and we had good field position after, but I mean, it just didn't turn into anything. And whenever Chuba was kind of shut down, we were forced to kind of throw a little bit more, which wasn't going super well either. What was the final, like 34 to 34 to 16? Yeah. So um, Drew Brown, he went 22 for 32 with 207 yards, um, no touchdowns, and one interception. Chuba had 104 yards on 24 carries. And we kind of had more receiver depth this game. There were quite a few that had some catches. Braden Johnson had 77 yards, and Dylan Stoner had 61 yards. Dylan Stoner had that monster catch. Mm-hmm. And that was a monster catch. They were kind of letting them play a little bit, so that's why I'm not – I think it was the same – drive as the reverse call Dylan Stoner was kind of running through the middle and they called it an incomplete pass if we were like being picky with the calls then I do think that should have been pass interference but they were kind of just letting him play so I'm not too upset with that Um, yeah like there was one where like there wasn't the head turn and I'm like are you gonna call it yeah I guess not yeah which I I mean I get it Yeah, if that's how we're playing, I mean, fine. I did find it weird that they said maybe they had called it like a face mask and then they took it away in the third. And oh, yeah, they said that they weren't going to there wasn't a penalty. Did the OU player physically have his hands in the face mask? No, but there was still a lot of head contact. For them to, like, throw the flag and then be like, oh, just kidding. It's a no call. So I did think that was kind of weird, too. But at that point, I mean, OSU was already down. So I don't feel that OSU looked awful. Um, I guess in the grand scheme of things, that's what a 21 would look like against, what's OU, 7? So, I mean, all in all, like, the first half was pretty good, but second half, kind of fizzled for me yeah um I was I was honestly surprised Bedlam is usually so much more unpredictable yeah so I mean I can't stop talking about it there were 48 seconds left on the clock <laughs> I cannot stop talking about it I literally cannot and then and then that was it. And then that was it. I just um, I, you guys didn't take possession of the ball. Like I'm like still I mean and it's not like I'm even trying to be a turd and I'm like 
finish him or like anything like that. Like I was just like, oh, it's over. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just like a super fizzled out, I don't know, ending. And that was um, kind of like how I felt with that no call. I was like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then like the targeting call, I do feel like he did hit him in the helmet. Um, but I don't think he was like trying to be dirty. I think it just kind of happened. Ooh, we could probably argue about that. That was, he was uh, a defenseless player. Yeah, but. I think in the heat of the moment, it wasn't like he was aiming for his head. You know, did he hit him in the helmet? Absolutely. Should he have been tossed out? Absolutely. But I don't think he was trying to be malicious. I mean, and it probably was just a... It looked bad because he had a couple steps to get to him. And, like, he had time I get all to that. Make, yes. Yeah. He yeah. had time to pull a little bit lower or pull his shoulder, but yes, I mean, when he hit him, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, and, I mean, I completely understand what they were saying. He had enough time to change where he was going to hit him, and it still be a very big hit. So, unfortunately, you know, I do agree that he did need to be thrown out. But you guys got – how many times did you guys get – how many times did you guys sack Jalen? Three? And they were big sacks? I feel like three, yeah. I think so, too. But all in all, you know, it was just a weird bedlam. I feel like we were more pumped up for it, and now we're just kind of like, hmm. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know. As soon as they did not get that touchdown before half, I was yeah. like, oh, okay. And then they didn't come out super hot. OSU didn't to start the um, the third. So then I was kind of like, oh, okay. And then it kind of played out the way you would expect it to. I mean, they were defending Tuba well. So then Drew Brown had to pass. And then it was windy. And then it's just like this whole other set of things. And I don't know. I don't know. I assume everybody who listens to our podcast is from Oklahoma just because those are the assumptions that I make. But if for some reason you don't, the wind was terrible. And as soon as the sun went down, it got cold, bitter, windy, awful. You know, I feel like that's going to get me sometime because I know earlier in this episode, I was like, well, they're from Boston, you know, talking about (laughs) The Celtics fans <laughs> booing Kyrie. I feel like eventually that that's gonna come back to get me. But <laughs> I said what I said. <laughs> okay. You never know. Sometimes you're saying that you don't care about the Ravens, and then they're knocking yeah. out the team that you hate the most. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never forget. Um, I Do think you that's know... really. You go. No, you good. Know... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know the start time for the OU Baylor game, or has it been announced yet? You know, that is an interesting question. I haven't seen anything. I wouldn't imagine that it would be a prime time, but I'm nervous. They beat the brakes off Kansas. Like, 60-something to 6 or something outrageous like that. 
and we struggled against Kansas a little bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it'll be a good game. Yeah, I mean, and it was a good game when you know we played them before, but they're gonna be. I mean, they're gonna be looking to take care of business, and Mama's anxious. It would be. I think it's our. It would be our fourth consecutive, or it's our fourth consecutive Big Twelve showing. That sounds right. That could be wrong. I could just be making that up from stuff that I've been reading. But yeah, um, Baylor's number eleven, and they beat Kansas sixty-one to six today. And that's terrifying. I know they had a big pickup draft this week too. Mm-hmm. So. I don't really have anything else about college football. Do you want to do awards? You know, I do. Okay, get in get in there. You go first. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'll go first. My Oh Honey Award goes to the one and only Oklahoma State's finest coach, Gundy. <laughs> he was quoted this week as saying that Oklahoma was a one-man team and Jalen Hurts ran for a touchdown he caught a touchdown he threw a touchdown and we were if we're a one-man team y'all still couldn't beat us I mean I would have liked to have seen you know what I feel like this is the underlying issue um it's really hard for me to get as excited whenever we've got some pretty key injuries like obviously you still want to cheer for the other guys but I would have liked to have seen what Bedlam would have looked like if we would have had Spencer Sanders and Tyler Wallace yeah yeah I wanted that Bedlam so bad that Spencer Sanders Jalen Hurts Bedlam I feel like it would have been litty and I mean just because like you still don't know what version of Spencer Sanders you're gonna get when you put him out there He's still figuring quite a bit out, but I still, I think I would have been more into it. He's still a baby. He'll be yeah. back next season. It'll be yeah. awesome. I so. think um, OSU is returning a lot of players, so we'll see. I mean, we still have a bowl sometime, probably like January, which will make me mad, but we still have <laughs> one game left. <laughs> a bowl yeah a bowl cut <laughs> yeah chili bowl it's a bowl cut mullet oh Man. honey the really um, it's just the hair that gets the oh honey it's the it's the hair the, um, it was blowing in the 50 mile an hour wind it was awful my <laughs> oh honey is going to Kyrie Irving we kind of talked about it earlier um, whenever the Nets were playing in Boston, the Boston fans booed him, and there were coward signs. Like, it had Kyrie's face and the word coward printed over it, and they were hanging outside of TD Garden. Um, but then Kyrie got on Instagram, and he made a little post, and at the very beginning says, it happens all the time, and tonight just shows sports entertainment will always be ignorant and obtrusive. It's one big show that means very little in the real world. So um, he's going to get the oh, honey. 
I just feel like, dare I say, that quote itself is pretty ignorant. And, like, is sports everything? No. But um, he capitalized (laughs) the S in sports himself. So he made it a proper noun. Also, that show pays your bills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was a really bad take. And I know he was probably mad from being booed. And um, they even chanted, Kyrie sucks. (laughs) So I know, like, he was probably in his feelings a little bit. But I just feel like that was a really bad take to be posting on Instagram. But then did you see when, um, I can't remember who was at the free throw line and, um, when Boston went to Brooklyn and, um, they were screaming at that guy that Kyrie's better, Kyrie's better. Like it's messy. Yeah. Yeah. It's real messy. (laughs) And Kyrie makes it like 10 times messier because he's, very whiny honestly like if he wouldn't have said anything that maybe wouldn't even have happened but whenever (laughs) whenever you have like I don't want to say role model well I mean he is though but whenever you have him like running his mouth in retaliation to people running their mouth like it's not going to end there you know like, people oh, yeah. are going to build behind that, and it's just going to continue. It's just like at the beginning of us starting this podcast, we had a really good segment about how Kevin just cannot stop acting like he has been so mistreated by Oklahoma City. And it's like when you keep stoking that fire and that rhetoric, and I know that he's just like wanting to keep himself relevant, but yeah, you're going to keep getting called cupcake. You're going to keep seeing that. Yeah. And like his departure from Oklahoma City was messy. Kyrie's departure from Boston was messy you know, no matter, like, what reasoning they had, it was messy. And not that they can't make those decisions, but sometimes there's some consequences or aftermath. You have to live with the consequences. Or I guess you could just pretend that it's not happening. <laughs> it's not real, okay? It's not real. It's not Kyrie. in the real It's Kyrie. not in the real world. It gets a real-time check, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I bet that check is real. <laughs> yeah. I bet that check doesn't bounce. <laughs> no. Dang. Okay. My yes, queen, word of the week. I have two. I heard Jesse has two as well. I had to stop myself from saying two, two. Two, two. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm going to go um, grateful, yes, queen, and then shady, yes, queen. So my Thanksgiving guest queen goes to Bobby Wagner, who plays for the Seahawks. He was caught kind of trying to be sneaky, picking up people's grocery tabs at Thanksgiving. And he doesn't even like Thanksgiving food. (laughs) And so a lot of people that day in Seattle were going to the checkout and being told that their bill was free. And I love that. I love 
a feel-good moment. I love that he was trying to hide it. He was trying to bail before cameras showed up. But, of course, like, some kids grabbed him on social media. So he's getting the attention that he deserves, even though he doesn't want it. And I love that. I mean, that's the best part. You know, that he wasn't doing it for all the accolades or to be in a post. You know, he was just doing it to help. Somebody tweeted, and he it said, um, real G's move in silence like lasagna. (laughs) I can't stop (laughs) thinking about it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's perfect, though. I know. I love it, and I'll never forget it. Um, So, my shadiest queen, I know we said we weren't going to talk about, and we haven't talked about the Cleveland Browns this entire podcast, so I had to make sure that we got it in. I want to preface. You know, we haven't talked about the Browns. We haven't said it, even though last time it was like six Browns in six minutes or something crazy. Now I have to have three yes queens. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) Okay. It's 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 our world. We can do whatever we want, Kyrie. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> okay. So I will preface this Yes Queen Award by saying that the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers play tomorrow at noon. And Unfortunately, it's the same time as the Packers game. It's also the same time as the Chiefs game. So I just don't know what I'm going to do. This is just very rude. It's very rude indeed. It's a real problem. It's a real <laughs> life sports problem. <laughs> Kyrie, what should we do? <laughs> Ask Kyrie for help. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is getting out of hand. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we should tell him that we're recording at night again. We probably should have started uh, <laughs> the episode with that. It's nighttime. Nighttime recording activities. Okay. okay. I'm ready. The Cleveland Browns coach was spotted wearing a Pittsburgh Started It t-shirt. And I saw that. he does understand that it's, quote, not a good look before the Browns-Steelers game tomorrow. Well, today, based on what time it is right now. But this is my favorite part of the whole thing. He wore the Pittsburgh Started It t-shirt to go see the new Mr. Rogers movie and Mr. Rogers is from Pittsburgh. Gag. I mean <laughs> I cannot I see you. <laughs> I cannot with that shade. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> it's so terrible. So Brown's gonna brown twenty nineteen. I mean that is the theme of this podcast. <laughs> It's and not. My yes queen, my first one, is also on theme because it goes to Luca. Um, Luca kind of poked fun at Dirk um, because he was asked how they had improved their defense from last season. And his quote was, last year we had Dirk on defense. It was tough. And then he kind of <laughs> started giggling. Um, so he was just being cute and talking crap on Dirk. So he's going to get the yes queen also because um, in November, he averaged a triple-double. 
So 32.4 points, 10.3 rebounds, 10.4 assists, and he is the third player to average a 30-point triple-double in a month. So he's going to get one of the Yes Queens. And then my second Yes Queen is going to go to Evgeny Malkin. Um, Last episode, I was talking about how he had made the quote that he was going to be fire. Um, He recorded his eighth career game with five-plus points in the 8-6 to win over Vancouver on Wednesday. He had two goals and three assists. So I feel like that's pretty fire. Um, that also makes fire. him he he is fire. Um, that makes him, I think, the most like he's the player with the most five point games maybe since his debut in two thousand and six. So he's gonna get the second yes queen. My third yes queen is kind of last minute because we have to talk about the Browns. Um, I saw. <laughs> On Twitter, a teacher had posted a picture of a student of hers in a Baker Mayfield shirt, and she had made a post about how this little girl just loves Baker Mayfield. She had his jersey on. She talks about him all the time. And in her post, she had asked if anybody had, like, any connection to him or if there was any way she could get this little girl to meet Baker. And... Gosh, I don't know if it's Baker's girlfriend, fiance, wife. Um, I think her name's Emily. She had quote tweeted that and said, I think I know somebody or something like that. Um, so it sounds like they're going to get to meet. So that's my little Browns update. It was just very cute. I have not seen that, but I'm on my way to check it out as soon as this podcast is over. Yeah, and then Baker's, I wish I knew the proper terminology. I think fiancé, maybe wife. I can't um, remember if they got married or not. I don't, I think they're definitely engaged, but I, I don't know. Um, and then she had commented below to the teacher to DM her so that yeah. they can try and get something set up. I love that so much, yes. Yeah. There's some positive Thanksgiving Browns activity right there. Yes, it was so cute. Jesse Posier is grateful for Baker May 2019. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> oh, speaking of Baker Mayfield, did you hear in the OSU game when that announcer was like, oh, Drew Brown looking like Baker Mayfield? <laughs> oh, no. Like, um. Because they both have number six on. Like, I'm not really understanding the correlation there. Um, Yes, you are. (laughs) But he definitely said that. I liked Drew Brown. I thought he did a really good job. I think he looked pretty good. I I mean, once again, like, if he would have been the starter from the beginning of the season, you would have wondered what he would have looked like in tonight's game versus the last minute. But... I think overall, like, he did fine. Yeah. But it was just, like, fine, you know? We did. He didn't get sacked as many times as Jalen Hurts. That's true. There you go. He did hurdle somebody. There were a few times that he was running, and I was very, very anxious. <laughs> but he did a good job. What was that tweet where that 
um, that gal said that every time Jalen Hurts runs with the football, her butt tenses up. What did she say? Something about butt cheeks. Her butt her, cheeks tense. Her maybe? butt cheeks tense up every time Jalen Hurts was running with the ball. Yeah. I'm you watching, heard it here first. Oh, I'm watching, speaking of butt clenches, I'm watching Alabama-Auburn uh, highlights. It's awful. It might be a game, like, worth watching a replay. Nick Saban is, like, having a mental breakdown. Well, that's ideal for me, so. (laughs) (laughs) What are you excited about? Um, My Tim Tebow for this week, college basketball, Ohio State plays at North Carolina on Wednesday. Oh, um, dang. Raise up. Yep. North Carolina raise up. Now, right now, Ohio State is ranked number 10 and North Carolina is number six. I'm pretty sure when the polls come back out, North Carolina is probably going to drop some because they did um, lose within the last couple of days. But also Duke lost, too, to Stephen F. Austin in overtime. So, I mean, I'm kind of okay with it. North Carolina was playing the other day. I had that on at work, but I can't remember who they were playing. That's probably, that was probably the game. I'm trying to catch a little bit more college basketball than I have in previous years. So yeah, I'm going to watch that. Start earlier than February. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard though, because we're at a position right now where um, so many sports are on. So much is happening. All the sports. This is going to bring this right into my Tim Tebow I'm Excited to Be award. It's Christmas Bowl season, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) I, I love Christmas Bowls. It is just, it's perfect. I like the ambiance, the decorations, the bowls, the parades. I just I don't feel even like... care who's playing. Like I don't even care if it's the toilet bowl. I'm like it's a bowl game, and I love I just it. Feel like this OU Baylor game is going to get all the hype and recognition that it deserves, and then we're gonna sit here and talk about games for two to three weeks, and then I'm mm-hmm. not gonna care anymore. Right. True story. I mean, I'm still gonna watch it, but I feel like they lose the hype factor and making everybody wait because then I move on. Well, I, I mean, I don't like watch any of like the bull prediction shows or any of that. Like obviously depending on when everything shakes out, but then I get irritated at that too, because it's just a bunch of people sitting around a desk with SEC favoritism. We don't have time for that on this podcast. <laughs> no, it's too late. <laughs> We it's don't have too late for that to get into, but I feel like we will have some time because I'm excited. It's the holidays and it's holiday bowl season time. Well, at <laughs> least you're excited about it. <laughs> no, I take that back. I'm excited about it right now. And I'll be excited <laughs> when all the bowls, like all the games are listed. I'll be excited then too. But then there's a section of time that I'm going to be very angry. It's like the three weeks that my kiddo has to go to school before Christmas. 
it's like the anticipation kind of kills some of the yeah excitement i guess yeah i don't know i love it paul love it it's very real for me Kyrie. the g in lasagna huh <laughs> it's silent 